Like twin sons on a womp rat's tail, welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, one and all. How's everybody doing? Hope you're all doing good out there. Had a good Star Wars week. I know I did. Um, you know, this week we got... Uh, I think I, we're, I think we're breaking the streak. The collecting news is done. There's no collecting news this week, but we will be talking a little bit about collecting just the same. And uh, we've got some Bad Batch talk, and we'll see what else is going to happen this week. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's get right into it, guys. Corey, what's going on? Eh, not too much, man. I mean, weather's been beautiful. Ate a few more lobsters. Still working on the yard. I took my son for a nice... 12 kilometer bike ride today nice yeah he was he was pretty he was hurting toward the end pretty bad like he's still relatively new to biking but he was pumped and then but toward the end he was like daddy stop <laughs> but anyway you, you gotta you gotta take him uphill at the end of the whole thing finish hey, I, off. I got just finish I gotta, off i gotta mention this on the pod for him as well like this week we were sitting there in bed we were reading before bed and we're reading uh something we got on uh for Halloween Fest at Randy's, our local comic shop guy, I guess he got it for free comic book day. It was a Yusagi Yojimbo short story. So we're reading that before bed and then I'm explaining to him because uh, it says that he's a Ronin, right? So I'm explaining what a Ronin is. And he's like, he's like, oh, cool. So kind of like Kanan and from the Bad Batch. And I was like, my boy. I was like, yes. <laughs> And he's like, will you say that on the podcast? <laughs> I was like, yes, I will. And he's like, but I said it, not you. And I was like, yes, you said it. It's like, I'm really proud of you. Oh, that's it, good. That was awesome. But other than that, yeah, everything's, everything's great, man. Again, lobster. Lobster season, baby. Had some lobster rolls. Oh, it was great. You were like a mass murderer of lobster. That was me. It was my mother-in-law this time. She got a good six of them. Pew, 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 pew. You talked about it last week, and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely getting lobsters. Did not get any lobsters. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. The time is now, man. Yeah, I know. I got got a flyer in the mail from Saint-Dubaire, which is like, you know, for those not in the know, is a very popular, maybe the most popular chain of roast chicken Yeah, rotisserie chicken. If you like roast chicken, Saint-Dubaire is a great place to go. If you like lobster, I don't know that I would recommend Saint Hubert. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, I mean, it's not comes that to... hard to cook a lobster, though. Honestly, yeah, but you know, some places, you know, when they're known for something, you just stick to that. You know what I mean? Like McPizza was never a good idea. Oh my god, disaster! <laughs> that ugh. And like, there's just you, you go to a place. You if you know if you went to Manias, you have the roast beef. You don't have the chicken rice pilaf thing, right? Like you, you just don't do it. I think oh, I got an example of that. I, I I think when I was like twenty or eighteen, I went to the Outback, which closed shortly thereafter. But I think I ordered pasta. Oh why? Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just didn't up. think of it at the time. You know, I was like, I don't know if I feel like meat so much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh well, that's, that's a bad call. Yeah, you live, you learn. Or another thing, another this was this, just quickly <laughs> side sidebar here. Oh, one time I was like in such a good mood out with my friends again, like 18, 19, going out for a Friday night dinner, and I'm just like looked at the, we hadn't chosen yet. And the ladies there, like kind of like sorry, choose already, you know. So I just looked at the menu and I saw this thing called a Friday Club, and I was like, it's Friday. I'm like, I'm gonna take the Friday Club. I'm like, I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I'm so cool. 
anyways, this disgusting like club sandwich with like egg. <laughs> well, it was good, but it wasn't like a club. I was like, it was like egg, cheese, tomato, and like uh, I don't even think there was meat, man. And I think it was like they put like a craft single. Oh, really no. not good. It was really bad. I was really upset. I was wow. like, ruined my Friday night. Wow. Well, you did choose the Friday club and not just the regular club, so you get what you asked for. It sounds like the, the the cook like slid his hand open, had to go to the hospital, and they got the dishy. They're like, can you cook? I know how to make an egg and cheese sandwich. Good. Get on the grill. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. Oh, man. That's, ter- that's terrible. Yeah, you know what? I, I think I have made that mistake before, too, when you go to a place that's they do something well, and I'm like, I'll just have the spaghetti. I've made that wow. mistake before. Not, yeah, not, well, not many. Years. I, I can't blame you guys because you're not Italian, but yeah, you, you you don't order spaghetti or pasta or anything like that if you're not at a, an Italian restaurant specifically or at uh, a friend's house who's Italian. <laughs> like, just don't do it. I think you know, I think it was at like a Casa Grec. Oh, even worse. Which is, I think I was already mad to be there. It's one of those, boy, everybody's got that restaurant in their neighborhood where it's just like, they specialize in like grilled chicken and grilled meats, but they burn the shit out of everything because mostly Mm. old people work, eat there. And old people just like things. Bring your own wine. (laughs) Well, that too, but yeah, they just want like the, the, the stuff cooked well. And so this, and it's just the blandest food, like plain rice and steamed vegetables and chicken breast like that's that's the meal you don't forget your for. butterfly shrimp <laughs> yeah fine but you need the big vat of garlic butter with it oh yeah and I, and I think i was just bitter to be there and i think i ordered the spaghetti because i just i didn't want the stuff that i usually get at home which i mean we did have spaghetti but i didn't want just like plain grilled chicken so i ordered the spaghetti and then like there's like a little puddle of water at the bottom of the bowl and it's like oh my god just for the just for the fans out there who 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 don't live in quebec and don't know what casa grec is casa grec is the type of place that has uh pretty much everything that's ever been made in a restaurant on their menu uh but none of it is actually done the right way and like when they their own surf and turf uh is not even a filet mignon with scampi it's like with it's with a tornado, oh, and but they wrap it crumb, in bacon, breadcrumbs in the shell of what used to be a scampi. <laughs> like it's it's pathetic, and they get away with it, man. It's like essence of scampi. Oh, get the hell out of <laughs> well, here! They man. get away with it because the only people that eat there is it's like when there's a family reunion and it's all eighty yeah. year olds, and so they eat the lunch there. They hate it, but they're going back home three hours away anyway. So. What the hell? Uh, it's terrible. It's, it's a terrible. terrible restaurant. I, I would, yeah. I would rather, I would honestly rather stay home and eat a box of of mac and cheese. Well, yeah, because you could actually take care, and you know, you can like upgrade that shit, uh, that stuff. Like, I don't need. I wouldn't even. I would rather just eat plain old mac and cheese out of the box as it is, than go to that restaurant. Uh, yeah, I'm. I yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's, I'm kind of with you on that one. There's lots of restaurants I feel that way about. Oh, Boston Pizza, boycott, not going. Last time I went there was probably 2016 or 2017 on my birthday, and I got sick like a dog. Yeah. A garbage. 20, 2011 
Last time I went to Boston Pizza. First and last time. That's it. Not going back. Just terrible. Yeah. Oh, boy. I miss restaurants. I know. Me too, man. It's crazy. I'd like to go to a restaurant. I was just thinking about the time we went to uh, Moishe's. It's like, man, I can't wait till that happens again. Well, Moishe's is gone. What? Yeah. yeah. That, that, That location closed. Or is closing. Or is moving. But it's it's it like I remember there was a big thing in the news about uh, end of an era like that historic Moishe's Steakhouse is no more. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was rough. Wow! Welcome to the Montreal <laughs> culinary scene, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear Danny Smiles is working at could be working at the Willows? What are you talking about? What? What? Chef Danny Smiles. He's quite renowned. He's going. He's taking over the willows and uh, near us. Okay, I don't know who that is or where that is. I don't know. He's on the Food Network and stuff. And the willows is in uh, Hudson. Oh, okay. Anyway, interesting stuff. And, yeah. Did we? How many people were like fast forward, fast forward? Fa- They're still talking about restaurants. Fast forward, fast forward, <laughs> fast forward. Still. God damn it. Anyway. Uh, did we do anything nerdy this week, Carlos? Uh, no. Uh, I uh, well, uh, that's not true. I always do nerdy stuff, but uh, nothing Star Wars related. Um, other than watching the uh, the Bad Batch, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> good week. Uh, worked like a dog, uh, like usual, and uh, and that's about it. Other than uh, just preparing uh, for an album and like I'm working on my website right now and uh, revamp the Patreon, uh, you know, and I have to take pictures and stuff like that. So it's like, it's a work in progress, but uh, I'm happy to say I had a little bit ahead of schedule and uh, we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, yeah, good times ahead. Very cool. That's, that's the exciting part. It's like the uh, shopping for a new house kind of thing. That's always exciting. Yeah. Well, how about you, Corey? Anything new, nerdy this week? Not too, too much. I mean, watching Jupiter's Legacy, uh, yeah, caught the Bad Batch. Uh, one, I bid in, like, usually I, I bid a few things on eBay, but I've always bought it, like, bought it now. I won my first bid, which is pretty cool. And anyway, I scored a few more uh, collectible comics. I'm, I'm going down that route lately mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know. I got the bug. It's been bad. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's been fun though. I'm pretty happy with the purchases, so cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah um, nothing figure wise for me this week, other than what I did was well, I guess it's a it's a reverse collecting update. I, I just I packed up a whole box of vintage collection figures that I'm going to sell. So I got a couple of guys who said, when you sell, call me. Let me know. And I you know, I, I, I want to have the opportunity to jump on that. So this week I'll be reaching out to a couple of guys I know saying, here's a box of 30 figures. You want them? And we'll go from there. But uh, I also, I made a bit of a detour this week. I'm stepping out on the uh, the Star Wars wife, as it were, and dipping my toe into that world of, of comic collecting. Um, yeah, and that's, that's also a lake that has been calling out to me for a while now. So, um, yeah, just, yeah, I'm, I'm totally hooked on at least the, the concept of uh, getting some key issues that I have slabbed and sort of locked away as, as sort of like this immortalized 
almost like an investment sort of thing if it's a really good book. Um, and also, you know, looking around out there and venturing out to grab some other stuff online that I see. And and the other thing I did was go through all my comics and just, you know, fine tooth comb kind of thing and, and said, oh, this is a, actually a cool comic. I didn't know I had this. Um, and, and putting those aside and saying these I might actually uh, consider to send out to get slabbed and, and immortalized like I was t- like I was saying. Um, so what, so I, I did get out there and, uh, you know, get some homework done and, and learning about, you know, the whole, that whole side of comic book collecting. And Carlos, you'll remember this. We, a, a couple weeks ago when we had Mac on and we spoke about like, you know, if Star Wars collecting was taken out of the equation, would you be able to find something else? Like, would you, fi- would you latch onto something else? We're both like, oh yeah, <laughs> in a second. There's many other things that, uh. I could jump into and this is just one of many other directions I could go in so this yeah like Corey with the collectible comics things I am looking at at, at you know kicking tires and maybe going down that path a bit so I did uh, place an order this week for some some books that I I, I think are like shrewd purchases you know, like the, the low cost low risk kind of thing so if they never amount to anything eh, big deal but I did I scored Batman 442 which is the first appearance of Tim Drake as Robin, which is a cool issue to have. Isn't that year three? Uh, c- could be. Part of the... Uh, you probably already have that comic, man. No, I don't. If I did, I wouldn't b- have bought it. Like I said, I went through my collection with a fine-tooth comb. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't have that. If anything, you have my copy. I think I have like three copies of that now. Oh, well, one of them's for sure mine. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 798, which is the first appearance of Red Goblin, whoever that is. Mm. But I bought it more for the Amazing Variant cover. So good. Uh, no, nine o'clock, everybody. <laughs> I was waiting for it too. I just looked away. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bought uh, New Mutants number 100, which is the first ca- uh, sort of cameo of X-Force as a team. Yeah, I got that one. That's a cool book to have. Uh, Dark Avengers 184. Here's one that's a total shot in the dark, but it features John Walker, who we just met as U.S. agent in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it's him joining the Dark Avengers team, which hmm. may never happen in the MCU, but I paid cover price for it. So whatever, no risk. Um, also, I got Uncanny X-Men 229, which is the first appearance of the Reavers. So we'll see if anything ever comes of uh, that set of villains. And uh, I got a couple others too. But it, all of it came in. Like, I got all that shipped. Like, seven seven books, I think. All of them shipped to me for under 70 bucks. Dude, all, all from the same supplier? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, and all in good shape. Um, which is, of course, in, in this in this side of comic collecting. Really, uh, you know, that that's the name of the game. If it's, if it's not in good shape... You better hope it's a, like you know, a real treasure. But you know, th- okay, this came up in our episode last week, and uh, again later in the week in the Facebook group between Rick and I. But uh, about a year ago, Rick and I had uh, M- Michael Morisi on the podcast, and yeah. we, were, we were wondering, like, just kicking around, why the value of modern Star Wars comics doesn't really seem to budge, whereas Marvel, DC, and what have you, they will skyrocket. But that didn't seem to be the case with Star Wars. 
mind you, the, the old Marvel stuff and some of the old Dark Horse stuff will go up. But the newer stuff were kind of was ah, we're like, what happens with this? It doesn't move. But what's funny is that the 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 sands were shifting beneath our feet as we were recording that podcast, because I, I guess the pandemic led people with money to burn to the, the realm of collecting. And wow, like some of the stuff in, in start modern, like the Disney era of Star Wars comics has become stupid expensive. And so I, I looked into it a little bit more this week just to see what's happened. And, and there's some surprising stuff out there. And I'm excluding variant covers because those can always get dumb. So I'm just talking about just the standard A covers. And I'm also like I'm also gonna give the prices of like 9.8 graded slab copies. So rarities when they're 9.8. 9.8 being sort of like the top of the food chain, perfect condition, one or two minor defects, and also entombed in that that plastic case. But we talked about this. So Kanan, uh, the last Padawan, 325 US for that one. Yeah, 9.8. Yeah, 9.8. Which again, the, 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 all these prices, some crazy prices, I'm going to throw at you are for 9.8s, which are tough to get. Whenever you think that you have a 9.8, you probably don't. Um, but even more impressive is not Corey, not the issue two that you brought up last week. That's that's nothing. Issue issue six. Issue six. <laughs> 9.8 slabbed. 525 US. That's awesome. Why is that again? Uh, first full appearance of Sabine in a comic. First full, first full appearance. And then even issue 12 of that Canon series is selling for 180. Which, you know, for, for a 9.8 slabbed is not a huge haul, but still, like, what's with issue 12? I don't even know what's special about it. Uh, another crazy one, Darth Vader 3, of course, everybody knows, first appearance of Dr. Aphra. So a 9.8 goes for 570, uh, 475 US. Crazy. 475 for Dr. Yeah, we, first appearance. we knew that one was going to go up though. Well, I, and again, yeah, I nine point, what, are, what are 9.6 is going for? <laughs> That's what you should be like. I can tell you. Give me a minute, Corey. There's this thing called <laughs> the internet. Which... <laughs> I've got it. I know it's here. Darth Vader 3. Yeah, there's a huge drop-off between a 9.6 and a 9.8. So yeah, 9.6 is like chopped in half. And that's generous. Like usually a 9.6... That's still still a hefty price tag. That's what? Yeah, yeah. for 9.4 is 170. Down to to an 8.0 is still 110 bucks. But yeah, after you... Once you dip below the 9.8, the price drop is huge. It's still cool, you know? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like that, and that's one of the comics that we talked about with Mike Morisi saying, ah, like, that, that's Dr. Afra's first appearance. It's worth like, I don't know what it was at the time, like 30, 40 bucks. Oops. <laughs> and actually, there is a variant of that, of that comic. 1,600 bucks. Wow. 1600 bucks and what's weirdest about this is that the second third and fourth printings are worth more than the first actually no (laughs) sorry only the 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 third printing is worth uh, sorry the fourth printing is worth 800 bucks that's strange yeah the second printing is is you know 300 the, the third printing is 400 it's crazy 
Um, here's another one. Darth Vader, Volume 2, Issue 6. 250 bucks. That, that's the one with uh, the Inquisitor sort of looming large on the cover. The Grand Inquisitor, I should say. Nice. And then this this one this one took me by surprise. Rise of Kylo Ren number three, two hundred and twenty bucks as a nine point eight. And off the top of your head, Corey, can you think of why? Knights of Ren. Nope. They showed up in, in I think probably the first issue. First BB eight. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. And anybody out there without Google, let's see, let's see if you can do it without Google. Why is this issue so pricey? I'll give you three seconds. It is the first cameo appearance in print of Avar Chris from the High Republic. If you remember the holocron scene, Avar Chris is actually one of the apparitions from from that holocron. So there you go. That's there's the reason why that's gone up, which is kind of cool. Anyway, I, I don't know that there's others out there. This is by no means an exhaustive list. Um, but yeah, if you, like I, I, I have all those issues that we just talked about. And I'm sure every many of us listening have the same. So uh, you, you got some treasures out there, everybody. But I'm, I'm having a lot of fun uh, kicking tires, doing the homework, and, you know, uh, finding another branch of collecting to swing on over to if, if Star Wars collect, like toy collecting, uh, keeps on being this sort of deflating experience that uh, it's continually morphing into it's kind of boring so you know i love collecting i realize i've always been a collector whether it's comics or or baseball cards or hockey cards i've always been a collector and i probably always will be so something's got to keep grabbing me and right now uh, this, this key issue comic kind of thing is is grabbing my attention so i will I'll, I'll run with that for a bit and see where it goes all right, fellas, uh, I assume we all watched Bad Batch this week. How about we talk about that for a bit? Sure. What'd you think, Carlos? Did we lose <laughs> Carlos? Is he gone? Corey, what'd you think? I, ho- I hope so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was on mute. Uh, <laughs> Idiot. Uh, yeah, because apparently last week there was a lot of background noise. And uh, I-, I take responsibility for that. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I wanted to, uh, you know, save everybody's ears here. Yeah, so I watched it twice. I watched it twice this week, and um, I liked it. I, I I like it because I know it's going somewhere. But if as a one-off, I didn't like the Empire vibes. There, there was too much of the, um, you know the 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 space slug vibes uh you know, even down to omega sitting in the cockpit and you know something popping up in the window and her screaming like leia with there, the yeah uh, there was a bit of star wars soup to this one wasn't there yeah i don't yeah i i don't mind it i mean i love empire and it's 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 a great movie and i love that scene and um you know you kind of need that little break uh, through through all the chasing and and the action, I just don't know if we needed it in this episode, or maybe we did, but it didn't need to resemble that so much. Uh, but like I said, I like where it's going. Like they're they're really focusing in on on their relationship with Crosshair, and 
seeing how, uh, you know, he, he wants to be the good soldier and follow orders, but I, I think he's second guessing himself and he's missing his friends. And, uh, you know, maybe he's going to come around and save them. Uh, at a certain point. Like, these are all the questions that I ask myself while I'm watching the show. Um, but the action scenes were pretty cool and it was, it, it got pretty dark, um, which is nice for Star Wars and, you know, especially in animation, like, they, they try to steer, steer away from that stuff, but, like, another another killing, like... Oh, they went... Yeah, man, like, they went... Straight up uh, murder, like, straight yeah, up murder. Uh, execution. You, you, you're talking, oh, the, the execution, but there was also, like, usually you don't see the blaster fire, but that that bullet through the the windshield into the pilot yeah that was like clear in the gut like red hot molten like bullet wound yeah, yeah from a sniper position right but but the other one was way worse i think yeah well you didn't see it but definitely more poignant definitely more poignant it even says i i believe you like he killed the person is like yeah i believe that you don't know where he is unarmed prisoners on their knees yeah executed Oof, yep. like Crosshair's really, he's really gone down the rabbit hole. Yeah, but I think he, I think there's there's a little bit of regret there. You Either regret. Or, you can see that they're constantly tweaking him in this episode. Again, he was in that MRI thing where they're kind of just like, we're just fine-tuning this a little more. They're pushing him. Excuse me. They're pushing him. Like, uh, they want to see how far they can, uh, yeah, you know, manipulate him. Soldiers follow orders. see if he can lead. Yeah, 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 but I think they're doing something to the inhibitor chip too, right? Like they're they're they intensified like a, it. Yeah, they intens they intensify that's like what what it's supposed to do, and you know maybe uh, well I don't know if they're trying to breed out like the um, creativity, you know, uh, which the makes free them, will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so th there's there's a lot of dark stuff, and even with the. The uh Kaminoans, or what do you call them? Kamoans, Kaminoans, Kaminoans, Kaminoans. Like they're 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 just trying. They they want to survive, man. Like they're afraid of of losing what of what they've, you know, either their stature or their their existence complete. You know, like yeah, there's. I, I get the vibes that they're they're like, ooh, we could be a we can be completely eliminated here, and not just lose our business, but eliminated. I yeah, they're de I mean they're definitely up to something. And yeah, I, I, you, I get that vibe too, man. I haven't quite figured out if if it's like self preservation or That's if got they, to do with Omega. Well, yes, whatever it is, it's going to have to do with Omega. Is, I, is it? Do they think that they're going to pull a fast one on the Empire, or are they just like, oh my god, oh god, guys, we we're in trouble? Yeah. I don't. I haven't yeah. figured that part out yet. Yeah, this is a me neither. That, that's the cool thing, right? That's like that because we're gonna know, like, it's gonna come to a head. So we're gonna we're gonna end up finding out, which is cool. And it seems like there's only the one Kaminoan kind of like, like when they were talking. It seems like she knows what's going on, but the other people don't necessarily like aren't on the same page as her. Like she well, has a master yeah. plan in, in her head. Yeah, I think it's more of a don't ask, don't tell type of thing. Yeah, I, I, I still I, I still have these visions in my head of of Tarkin giving an order to scuttle the whole city. Tipoka City, I think it's called. I, I think I just can... I hear Tarkin in my head just saying, eradicate this place. Yes. And and giving the order to... A, what, a you're talking about the rebels? 
No, I so. think what, no, what's going to, I I mean, yeah, it could be Crosshair that does it or Crosshair turning on them is what Tarkin's like. He was supposed to be the best one. Well, yeah. I mean, and even he, even he can't do what we ask. Like the ultimate test will be, let's see if he'll turn on his creators, like, or turn on his home. Crosshair, yeah. detonate this place, destroy this place, or, you know, take out Lamassu, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and we'll see if, if that good soldier will still follow the order. Or maybe like Hunter gets caught and he's he's told to execute him and he refuses. Yeah, well, he, I think he, the, I think he, we 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 get the impression this episode's quite clear that it's it's been confirmed, you know, Omega with all her her innocence, you know, like she's basically saying that Crosshair is still a part of their team and that they need to go after him, right? And it's like that was the answer that Hunter was looking for, and he kind of just looks at her and he shakes his head. You're right. So you know that that at that one point, that storyline is going to come. This is where going to be the climax, most likely, either of the mid part ser- series of of the series or the finale. But they're definitely going to go after him, and it's going to be what Crosshair decides is going to be the interesting thing. Is he going to, you know, be able to overcome the chip and and go with them, or is he going to screw everybody over and like kind of capture Crosshair and Omega or Omega or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, I guess we'd have, well, again, we still don't know how many seasons this will be. So, I mean, is Crosshair sort of the season one threat kind of thing? Or is he going to be, you know, on, on the Imperial side for the long haul? No idea. But well, so they, they could rescue him and be like, you know, like uh, basically figure out, okay, like Crosshair is gone forever now. He's made his choice, right? Yeah. And also, like, we get to have this discussion again about somebody who, you know, who's air quotes, lost their, their free will following orders. How much Star Wars does this a lot with Anakin and Ben Solo. How many bad things can they do and be redeemed? And, you know, how, how much can they get away with? And we'll go, oh, but he was good. He's still good. You know, I, that we're going to have to come to grips with that conversation again, which I'm not necessarily looking forward to, but it's going to happen. Uh, at some point, I can't see Crosshair staying bad the whole time, especially not with uh, with. Tech. They got to they got to explain the the amount of mind control used. Yeah, and I think they're doing a good job so far of again, like doing the whole Frankenstein thing of continually tweaking him, and yeah. I'm sure it's gonna mess with his head. It's it's it's, it's a, you know it's a, it's the non force version of Snoke controlling Ben. You know, and oh, Ben had no choice. Uh, Snoke was good. Palpatine was controlling him, versus the other side, which goes, yeah, you know, like like Lucas would always say, no, you always have a choice. There's always a choice in Star Wars, and so that's that's a conversation that Star Wars stories keep doing to us. And so we'll see. I mean, it's going to come down to that at some point where Crosshair will be given a choice to obey the order, or defy and go back to his family well i think i think this episode also alluded to something as well prior to the crash or during the crash landing seems like wrecker bumped his head oh it looks like it's not not just a headache is it no no no, i definitely think it's got something to do with the chip (laughs) yeah for yes and imagine wrecker turning on the crew right or on the squad well the thought definitely he's the one that he'll come back around that'll be an episode of like probably like a one-off like this like a a fluffy filler, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I bet you that that was definitely foreboding. 
Well, the thought that occurred to me at, well, as as the episode sort of ended and I was thinking about it, yes, like for sure, Wrecker has now got some head issues with his chip. I, I wonder if it's going to be a, a thing where they all, one by one, suffer issues because of the chip. And Crosshair was the first, Wrecker is going to be the second, Tech will probably be the third, and... and uh, Echo won't. Hunt, well, Hunter. Hun, yeah, Echo, Echo won't, but Hunter probably will. And that would be the toughest one because he's he's the most independent of them, and uh, yeah, I, I, and Omega being you know, Omega meaning last one, so everybody thinks maybe she's the last clone, but maybe she's going to be the last one of of the Bad Batch. She's she's a member of the Bad Batch now, right? So maybe they all sort of succumb to the chip that's in their head at some point. Maybe they all get captured and have their the the programming ratcheted up. So maybe maybe they all like flip sides at some point, except for Omega, who has to go and, and and save them, which would be a very Star Warsy thing. But you know, just back at Crosshair, like even like what's his name, D. Bradley Baker, even like took the voice to a creepier place. Like he's like just to give him that vibe that he is gone for sure. He gets, I got Starscream vibes, man. The first time, like, like it almost sounds like no, it almost sounds like there's a drone to it to me. Like there's, like there's nobody, like yeah, there's nobody home. You're right. He's autopilot, which yeah. is what he's supposed to, but he's just so creepy and and almost monotone with the with the delivery. But like the the way he he shoots that Imperial elite trooper, who's like, no, 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 this is not what we signed up for. We're, we did the mission. We're not here for executions. Like it's it's weird to hear an imperial like pushing for the right decision to be made. Like that's you know objectively the right thing to do is not execute these people. And he nope. And he just smokes his own trooper. That's that that was pretty wild to me. Yeah. And again, the fact that we're seeing that on a animated show is. They've they've alluded to things like that in other shows, but this was really like quite in your face, like the begging, like it's like ah, yeah, like that. Yeah, it, that was it was pretty atypically dark for Star Wars animation. You, you know what? On record, you know what's gonna be game over for him. Like you're, in, it's gonna be at that moment in an, in a particular episode. It's you know at the sort of at the climax of the episode and. He's whatever the the squeeze is being put on to get him to turn to obey the chip or defy, and you're gonna know he's defied when he rips off Lula's head. That's what he's gonna do. Omega Omega's gonna be like, "No, come look, it's Lula," and he's gonna grab it and just twist the thing right off the stuffy's body. That's it, and you're gonna know. Oh my God, Wrecker's bad. Don't say that. Lula's <laughs> Lula's done for. I'm calling it. Book it. Wow. I'm telling you, Lula's done for. I think Corey's going to have a stroke. Like, between that and Grogu not spending Christmas with the Mando, like. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Life Day, man. Sure. Um, Yeah, but what did you feel about the episode as a whole, Corey? Like, what was your feeling about about the episode? Well, I'm kind of on the same page as as you in the sense that, I don't know, I said it before like i don't mean it really but fluffy filler uh 
wasn't really a big pertinent episode. There's a bit of character development going on and give us we just mold over a few possible clues for future episodes that it had kind of pointed out to us. Other than that, a bit tropey, like we've seen this several times again and again in, in Star Wars and a lot of science fiction, you know, the crash landing, uh, the alien creatures. I almost thought we were going to see the spiders from the Mando. Yeah, those, but those we, little... we got the same type of vibe there. Yeah, with the, the honeycomb, whatever they were coming out of the ground. But uh, yeah, it was cool that the energy dragon, whatever it was, was kind of neat. It was very Star Trek-y, actually. Yeah, but it was, again, a very slow episode. Uh, it spilled out a lot to about Omega. You know, the trust and the relationship between her and Hunter is growing uh, a lot. Her completing the mission, her really feeling like a member of the squad, being accepted as a member of the squad, getting her own room at the end of the show. You know, they are trying their best. You know, it's like uh, three men and a little lady or whatever, you know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying, but... Uh, oh my god, you just gave me the most... Like, I just got shivers from you saying that. I, this is like side tangent material right now, but... You guys remember that long shot of Ted Danson's mother coming to see the baby and three men and a baby? Oof, no. You don't remember? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to start crying now. But there's an actual shot in the film, and it's a one shot. So the camera pans. I'm, I'm going I'm to have tears in my eyes. Okay, so the, 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 ca the camera pans from left to right in front of a window. And when it first passes in front of the window, there's a little boy behind the curtain. And then in the same shot, when it pans back from the crib across the window again, there's a shotgun instead of where the boy was standing. What? Yes. This was actually on Unsolved Mysteries. They don't know how it got into the movie. They... they... <laughs> I can't even speak. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what, Did what it is. Did he kill himself or what? Apparently, that kid died of a gunshot in that house. Jesus. That's wild. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys, anybody out there listening, heard of this or saw that segment on, <laughs> on It's All Mysteries. Like, Yeah. Sorry, Corey, you just reminded me. You just said three men and a little lady. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, yeah, I just thought about that. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> that is Kleenex. Creepy. Oh, my God. Holy. Yeah. And the worst part is that it's a one shot. You cannot explain it. I mean, if, if, if uh, Robert Stack can't explain it, who can? Exactly. Oh, my God. That creepy voice. Holy cow. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, thing, I mean, you know, missing the the, the flux capacitor and all that. <laughs> it's uh, again a bit a bit of a filler episode. We we pointed out some big things. You guys had mentioned Crosshair as well. The, the blind devotion, where's his character going? And then just again the spelling out that dark transition of power to the Empire, right? Like they're really mm -hmm. painting that for us. It's something we haven't seen yet, and it's happening again. Like we mentioned last week, quite quickly. And they continue to spell that out, the, the ruthlessness and the ambition of what they're trying to do and what they're willing to do to, to get their results. 
What was the name of the soldier that was on Crosshair's case? The one that Crosshair ended up killing? I don't know if we got their names. Did we? No. Maybe not. I, I thought at first it was Inferno Squad. That's what it looked like to me. Hmm. Now that'd be cool. Like, did it, didn't it look like... Uh, what's your name? Uh, Zuf- uh... Oh, uh... Oh, man. Iden Versio. Iden Versio, yeah. Didn't, didn't it look like her a little? Uh, a, I guess maybe a little, but she, I think she'd be a little young for that. Mm, maybe. You know, that's still, we're still 19 years before the events of that. She'd yeah. Probably, she'd probably be like 12 at this point. Either way, that that was like oh, like but but the whole point of that was like oh, who are these guys? Is this like the the, the precursor to the Death Troopers? Is this the Infernal Squad? Like the first iteration of Infernal Squad is like well, there's yeah, there's a lot of people saying out there that apparently that um, you know could this be the first uh, Death Troopers? You know, just I because the, same the, thing. the dark armor, the green lenses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and. Uh, and it could be. I mean, it makes it makes some sense. Well, they mentioned elites, right? The Death Troopers are supposed to be the elite of the elite. And one thing that stuck out to me is, is you know, we know where this goes. I mean, we know that the Empire is not going to, to opt for clones as part of their army. But Tarkin, his ears are open. Like, he's he knows the clones are too expensive to, to keep as a full-time program. But... He's not completely closed off to the idea of using them if if they if they are better soldiers. So he's he's testing them. He's wants to know what he can get out of Crosshair. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's if he's using Crosshair as his uh, study group, it's kind of unfair to the other clones because you know he's not he's not a reg. They don't have the reg the same skill sets. That's it. Like it's like he, they call them regs, right? He should be looking at what they're capable of. I suppose you can make that case. I, but I also think that Tarkin, his mind is already made up. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah, he's, yeah I agree. Yeah, uh, Project War Mantle, is it? Shout out to Rogue One there. Yeah. His, yeah, he's, his, his mind is made up. He's uh, he's definitely thinking about conscription and, and the draft sort of thing. Yeah, he's looking, he, he's giving them the opportunity to change his mind. What was the adm- that uh, that Admiral's name? Rampart. Rampart, that's right. So, didn't he just grant him admiral status like there? Didn't he go yes. from like general to admiral? Pretty much, right at right at the end there. But uh, what do you guys think of him? Like, who is he? Just some ambitious. Uh, I think uh, ambitious um, empire dude. I think eventually he becomes sort of almost like the the big bad of the show. Like, I don't think Tarkin is in this for every episode. The way he's been really front and center for the first three episodes. I think yeah. I think there's a transition out of that. I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Yeah, I kind of got some callous vibes from him well, at the I, beginning. Well, speaking of callous, you know how we were saying that, or I, I was saying like this this episode gave me like was like Star Wars soup vibes. You you had yeah. like the, the creatures flying around. It was it was <clears throat> oh geez, outside the ship. Uh, the uh, there was another moment where Crosshair is sitting in his. Uh, in his quarters, on his, on his own, and it. Yeah, uh, when you have Callus with the stone, right? That meteor. Yeah, that when he, you know, he gets rescued off that planet with with. After having crash landed. After with Zeb? exactly the the episode where he, they crash land and it's him and Zeb and. The honorable ones. 
Exactly. You're right. And so he, Zeb goes back to his family. Callus goes back to his imperial home and just is nameless, is faceless. Nobody knows him. Nobody cares. And there was, there was that vibe too. At least that's what I thought coming out of the episode. But then Carlos, you mentioned that maybe, maybe there's a bit of regret there as well. Or maybe it's an either or. My, my gut at first was like, like well, it's also the, the shock of having lost their, that's his barracks, right? The old Bad Batch barracks that like, they've taken over. Yeah, I, but I, I never got the vibe from Tech that he misses his brothers. I just got the sense that he's so loyal now to the Empire because of the chip that... It, Crosshair, you mean? Yeah, sorry. What did I say? Tech. Tech. Sorry. Yeah, Crosshair. I, he, if he's so into you know, following orders and being a good soldier that it's those guys problem. They, you know, they left. They're not worthy of this. He's conflicted. He's like, why am I feeling like this? I'm not a good soldier. I never got, (laughs) I don't get any conflict from him. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just blind to it, but I never got the sense for a second that at this point that he's mulling over his actions. Yeah. I, I could, I could be just like putting myself in his shoes. Maybe. Uh, maybe you're right about that about that part, but uh, I mean, I think I think we'll, it's too soon for that. Yeah, I think it's going to come to it at some point where he's going to go. He, he's going to have that moment of of hesitation, and he's going to go, "Oh God, I hesitated. Why?" And and maybe Tarkin will learn of the hesitation, and that's that's where it's all over. Yeah. Yeah, and that would be. That's well, it. Definitely, like that's we're saying. Like you were saying before, like putting him under the microscope and studying him obviously this, this show is going to come to a head and it's all going to blow up in his face and that's where the clone program is probably going to be like you know what it's just not viable anymore look what happened here well yeah we know we we know that right we know this is, but we know we didn't know ba- the bad rats are probably like the reason why for the most part mm, kind of I mean, I that was my thought from from the jump. Yeah, ever since we we kind of started talking about this as a show. But yeah, but I mean, you know, go back a year. How about they free? How about the Bad Batch free all the clones, man? You know, get the chips out of their heads somehow in the long run. Then it's like, then he's like, "Oh my brothers, we're all free." You know, imagine that. That'd be sweet. It would be cool to see a clone uprising that gets stamped out by. Yeah, they free them, but but then the Empire does Empire Empire stuff and just like assassinates ninety percent of them. Mm Hmm. Yeah, there's there's one clone that makes it all the way through to Empire Strikes Back, according to you know the uh, from a certain point of view book. Well, there's Rex. Right, but yeah, I mean, like Rex one, makes it to Jedi. One one clone that is in service to the Empire that we know of, oh, and he's, oh, he's oh. I can't remember his, his number, but he's he's in the 40th anniversary book for M- Empire Strikes Back, and he's he's on Hoth. Wow, he's one of the snowtroopers. Something like that. Cool, but you know, take I'd the, love take to get my story. hands on that book. <laughs> from a certain point of view you know again those those stories are all kind of like take it with a grain of salt sort of thing 
they're meant to be sort of maybe sure okay oh boy yeah no i i thought this was a i thought it was a good episode i you know i could see what it's doing it's planting some seeds and and cory you called it filler and we got to stop calling things filler even when we can't find another word for it because fluffy we, <laughs> we should know by now that even in, in the, and i think mando probably was the fi- final nail for that that even when we yeah. watch episodes where we're like what happened you know seeds were planted that at some point we're going to go, oh. Yeah. Look I apologize. Did. I apologized for that. I apologize for for crapping all over that spider episode when we got to the end. And I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, we needed that episode. Like, <laughs> there's only so much ride you can handle at the at the amusement park. Like, True. You need the Ferris wheel every once in a while, you know? <laughs> the the teacups? Right. Yeah. Even just a carousel. So back to Omega for a sec and, and, and you know, her, her significance. And there, there's some fan theories saying that, you know, uh, she's she's force-powered, but she's got a little bit of, of each of the Bad Batch abilities in her. And I, I wonder if that comes by way of, like, a rogue from the X-Men kind of mm. standpoint where she, she takes on their ability after having touched them. Yeah. I don't know. I like that. Because I mean, she's that's she, weird, man. And then you're starting to talk like you said, Kyle, like ex, like superhero style, which we're kind of getting a bit here with Wrecker and every Star Wars series Dude, does every... something different with the Force, and it it gets they stretch it and they stretch its uh, limits and and not credibility, but every you know, Force projection. I would sure. see it definitely seeing as how they're all clones. I can even see it being something as simple as, you know, her having certain, uh, like the collective, she's the culmination of all four of them, you know? I don't yeah. know, man. Look, uh, you, you can't, you can't look at star Wars and then say, Oh, it's giving off superhero vibes. Look, as soon as Luke Skywalker reaches out and grabs the lightsaber from the snow, he's a superhero dude. That's a power. Yeah, but uh, it's not like it's not. Uh, like, but it's not because you don't want it to be. But it is. Yeah, but you could, like you, Kyle said, you could keep stretching them, like Ray healing, uh, or Grogu healing, uh, Griff Karga and all that stuff. But you know, a- absorbing someone's powers. Ee. Well, they, I they, don't know, man. They've as done, soon as you they, accept one, you have to accept the others. I'm sorry. It's just that's what it I is. Know. Well, for me, no, no. For me, that's a stretch. I, I feel like you know, there's a limit. <laughs> Well, I think that is less of a stretch than force projection. Ooh, but force projection is just cooler. <laughs> Corey, you, you're just proving my point. <laughs> no, uh, anyway, I, I see it differently. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's, that's fine. I mean, it's, it's, most theories don't come true, but I, I, I just wonder because, you know, when they're sitting in that prison cell in the first episode, and I think she's, she's having a little chat with Crosshair, and I think she touches his shoulder and says, I know what you're going through. I know how you're feeling. I think she touches his arm or his shoulder. And then later in the episode, she's never held a blaster before, as far as we know. And she yep. blasts the, the, his, his gun right out of his hand. Good shot, kid. And then yep. in this episode, she's out with uh, with Hunter looking for the capacitor or whatever it's called. And she tracks it. And she tracks. after, And she touches Hunter when he loses his mask. And she's like helping him put, it, put his mask back on. So I wonder if there's a little bit of going on where... 
She well, can... I think it's embedded in her DNA or something, man. She's and not definitely... only that, she has the opportunity to take the shot at the alien and doesn't because yeah, she realizes important. that I like, love that there's empathy there, that may have been my favorite part of the episode where yeah. Crosshair is just like cold-blooded murder because he was told. And she's got the like she could have she could have pulled the trigger and killed that dragon and walked out. Easily justifiable. Easily justifiable in that in that in that situation, and she still doesn't do it. Yeah, that and you know that that's that I think was my favorite part of the whole episode. Yeah, one more. Yeah, that was that was very, very Jedi-esque. Uh-huh. There's some intuition there. Anyway, yeah. Omega's it's a very mysterious you, character. Like, she gets the job done and then some, like you said, Kyle. Not even, like, th- those guys would have went in there, guns blazing, killed the thing, maybe gotten out with their lives. And this was just... Well, it's it's a... Fast it's, it's sort of a left turn from every time we encounter creatures in Star Wars where the heroes just go in and kill a cr- this innocent creature that is either defect- defending itself or hungry... Like like uh, the mudhorn, poor thing. Yeah. Uh, same with the spiders. You know, yep. they they didn't do anything. Hey, They're like, just you're living. Eating our eggs. So it's it's a, it's a, a thing that Star Wars does where you know, to set up this uh, this encounter between hero and beast, and the beast dies. But it's always like, geez, man, poor poor thing. <laughs> it's just doing its thing, defending itself. And, and Omega just takes that intentional, or the writers put Omega in the spot where she doesn't she doesn't do the Star Wars thing and kill the creature to save herself. And I, I really love that. Yeah, the Wampa is, you know, he's trying to survive on a nice planet. Like He just wants food. That's another great story from, from a certain point of view, 40th. Speaking of that, oh God, these poor creatures. They're just trying, they are really just trying to eke out a living on this planet and... They're watching all these little pink fleshy guys ruin everything. Sons yeah. of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually in the book. Son of a bitch. Really? <laughs> nice. So, the, the Kaminoans, I know we're jumping all over the place, which is fine by me. Yeah. Uh, they were, they're looking for a, a new genetic donor. To replace the, the, the degrading Django Fett samples they have. Yeah. Now, I think our first thought is to go, well, that's that's why they keep Omega, so they can make clones of her. No, and I think she's already not a clone of Django. I don't think she is either. Yeah. I really don't think she's a clone of Django. And I don't... I, I the, the thought didn't come to me that, ooh, they're talking about Omega, that they want her back so that they can make clones of her. I, I think they're talking about somebody else. I don't know. The 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 lazy reach is do do they want to find the the unaltered Django Fett clone so they can get a fresh sample? And yes, I just said Boba Fett without saying Boba Fett. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <clears throat> so could he be coming into the series? Is what I'm asking. <sighs> I mean, what? He's he's what? Twelve at this time? Thirteen? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they can play with it a bit. I, I don't know. I I don't think he does because <sighs> I mean, we know that there are no more clones after this. So 
they might maybe try to recruit him and he says, you know what? No, I think I think this is enough. Or something like that, if 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 that's what happens. But I, I don't think they go there. I think they'll they're talking about it because they're trying to survive, but I just don't think that they get to the point where they can actually make that choice. It's gonna be made for them. Yeah, that's it's wonder it's it's interesting to me because I wonder if this you know because we know Fennec Shand is in this, and mm. we know that Boba and Fennec are pals. Did they be, just become pals in the Gunslinger episode where Boba fi- finds her her you know injured body, that's a or good did point, they man. Did, did they know each other from this series? Yeah. So could Boba be be showing up in this series as a surprise? There's going to be a surprise in this, right? And Boba Fett's hot now. He's got he's got his own series coming out later this year. It kind of makes sense to keep playing with that thread. Give us a little more Boba Fett backstory. And this really is the year of Boba Fett. He's got War of the Bounty Hunters going on. He might show up in Bad Batch. He's got his own show coming. It's, this is this truly is a golden era for for Boba Fett fans. Yeah. Too many toys. Ah. Yeah, it's true, man. <laughs> he got lucky. There's, there's too many of him now, man. It's just too many. And they could, you know, they could use that opportunity too to sort of illustrate that the relationship between Boba Fett and the Empire goes back a ways. Where if if the Kaminoans get in touch with Django or Bo- Boba and they're like, "Hey, come on in. We need to take a take a vial of blood or two so we can start making new clones. We'll pay you." what we paid your dad with interest and uh, Tarkin intercept they, Tarkin knows about it and says, Hey, listen, forget them. We'll get you contracts for life. If you side with us and Boba Fett sort of Boba Fett's the guy that sort of pulls the rug out from under the Kaminoans. Ooh. And guy. all the clones and all the clones. So all the clones see their little brother's face and he, he completely screws them completely screws them and that that and that then then you could leap forward into book of boba fett and you could set up that conflict between a rex and a boba fett where rex goes you son of a bitch you destroyed your home you you betrayed all your brothers i don't know how bad they want to paint them now you know what i mean they want to keep them chaotic good well i mean he was he kind of helped the man though a little but then they end the season by showing him just murder bib fortuna like yeah, and, and in the uh, the Bounty Hunters comic, he's had a couple of straight-up ghastly murders. Like, the type where people are like, what the hell, man? Like, I know Boba Fett's a bad guy, but Jesus. Like, there were a couple of really, I don't want to say tasteless, but questionable at best murders from Boba Fett in this book. So... I don't know. I, I I could see it all happening. Not not that I want this show to become about Boba Fett, but like I said, he's smoking hot right now, and so I I would not be surprised at all to see the story sort of pull him in, and and give him some sort of role here. I don't know, but you know what? Else, like in closing, for me, I I know it's par for the course for animation, but twenty four minutes ain't doing it for me, man. Yeah, I, it's way too fast. I've always yeah, said, like, great. let it be what it needs to be. But good goodness gracious, 24 minutes just rips right by. Well, let me ask you, actually, I'm a cable cutter now or a cord cutter, whatever you want to call it. But um, 
you guys still do you still have Disney XD on cable? No, I, I've been off cable for a couple of years now, dude. Nice. What about you, Kyle? You still got Disney XD or Disney Junior, whatever it is now? Uh, I think we have XD. So is the Bad Batch playing no, on no, no, regular? No, no, no. It's, television. That's Disney Plus only, exclusive. Only Disney Plus. Yeah. Hmm. It's all about Disney Plus now, man. 103 million subscribers. But please, wow. please tell me about how you're canceling your subscription. Yeah. I don't know who is. Yeah, I don't know. Bunch of bunch of bunch of big talkers. Fire oh, Kathleen Kennedy. I'm canceling Disney Plus. Yeah, I bet you are. Did you guys see Grogu the Black Series? Uh we have three of them in this house. No, no, not not the little one. The uh, sorry, the Hot Toys collectible. Oh god, it's like a clone of uh, it's it's exactly the same thing. It looks exactly the same. It's spooky. It's really spooky to look at that thing. It's ugh. it's it's gorgeous, but my god, it looks like you're holding the the prop, the puppet. Yeah. It's got the, like the the blush in the cheeks and everything and oof, man, it's impressive. Yeah, even with his mouth open, it looks exactly like it. Like it's it's crazy. Uh didn't didn't um Carlos from Nerd Room pick one up. Yep, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the uh, the uh, the Instagram uh, pictures uh, from the Nerd RM. I gotta go check that out. Oh man, so good. It's craziness. Yeah, that's sort of like the last bastion of collecting for me. Like if I ever go down Hot Lane or Hot Toys Lane, well, put a fork in me. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. That you know that, to do that like it's sell everything I own so I can start getting into that stuff. And it becomes like a, you know, two to three years, uh, two to two to three times a year you make a purchase. That's it. And you have to stick to it. But everything else has to go. <laughs> you guys want to do a would you rather? Of course. Absolutely. Well, I'm always up for a good would you rather. I don't you... know. <laughs> <laughs> Corey doesn't like to be put on the spot. I, so, I I prefer would you rather's like that. So I, I my would you rather is actually comes back to comes back to collecting, and um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down this way. What are your top three holy grail pieces, either oh, in your right. possession or something that you want to acquire? Oh boy! Oh my god! That's such a hard question to answer. I mean, is, is it like money, no object kind of thing or just M money? No money, no object. Holy grail money, no object. It, it, it could already be in your possession. Like it could be something like, let's say like Tim from the nerd room, like his, his wedding gift from his wife, like that Avengers one or cap one, whatever. Well, yeah. And he just got that, uh, that Jurassic park piece that he was, that was like a Holy grail thing. And it's, you know, it's in, in the world of collecting it. I don't think it's a big, huge deal, but to him, but for him, yeah, where's the, where's the where's the line? Is it sort of like would I just be like, oh, well, then I'll just take the three most valuable things, like the rocket firing? Well, I know one for sure. One for sure is or two. I can say right off the bat, I want giant size X Men number four. Why not? That's four? the fourth appearance of uh, Colossus and Nightcrawler. No, That's giant size oh, no, it's number, number one. one. Yeah, yeah, it's number one. Sorry. Are we and then are, yeah, are, are you are you keeping us to Star Wars, Carlos, or anything? Uh, no, no, anything. It's a, it's a collecting thing, not a Star Wars thing necessarily. Dude, this pisses me off. 
2012 when comics started to get hot again. I had the opportunity at a Comic-Con too. So that means I could have, could have probably knocked a guy down 200 bucks. Amazing Fantasy 15. Absolute garbage com- condition. First appearance of Spider-Man. 1200 bucks. Wow. Yeah, dude, that like a, a 0.5 graded comic of that goes for like God knows how much now. Uh, at least double that. No, that comic is is gone. Like that's that. Yeah, and that, that's one of those holy grail things. But do I want it? If I wanted it, it's only because it's it co- it's worth a fortune. And that, I don't know if I'm I'm trying to figure out the criteria I want to go with. Just as just as a thing that it's so rare and scarce and and worth so much, or something that means more to me. Hmm. So I'll answer uh, for 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 my uh, on my end. So my holy grail pieces uh, was the um, the R two D two UCS, which I I now own, and I kind of wanted it before it was re released. So when they released it, it was like I need to have it. Uh, so I got it. The other was the uh, UCS TIE Fighter, which I I own, the one from 2015 or 2014. And uh, the other would be uh, Darth Vader's TIE UCS, which we're talking about like a, right now, probably five $600 purchase if I want a new inbox. Oof. And the problem with that is that it still uses a lot of the older pieces and the older colors, older building techniques. So it's, it's still a grail piece that I I would love, but there's a part of me that's like, they're going to re-release it. It, it, It'll be re-released in, in my opinion, but you know, that's still something that I would, I would love to get my hands on one of the originals of, of those. Yeah. And, and, Five six hundred bucks is a is a good chunk of change. Yeah, but that's a, I, I feel like that's a good spot for like a Grail piece. Like I don't want to be chasing a Grail piece that's two thousand bucks, three thousand bucks. That to me is like, okay, I can take the family on vacation, or I can buy this comic that I really want. Like yeah, ugh, I know I know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> of course we do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd make it up to you, I swear. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. It's it's. Do you have anything in your collection right now that that you would consider a Grail piece, like something that you would never sell? Yes, I would never sell like things that are given to me, like as gifts. I won't sell. Like uh, Corey got me carbonized Mando. Not selling it, not ever. Um, getting the <clears throat> the the uh, SDCC X-wing Luke, winning that from from Market Talk Star Wars. That's a Grail piece for any Star Wars collector. Never selling it. Fortieth um, anniversary. Uh, yeah, X-wing Luke. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Corey likes that one. <laughs> Uh, my Trivial Pursuit board, signed by various Star Wars alum. Yeah, that's that's pretty sick. I gotta, you know, that's that's gotta be up there. Even like the, the DL forty four blaster picture that Kigo drew that I have hanging oh, on my man. wall. 
It, it, yeah, but that, that's priceless. Yeah. But I, I don't think that, that I, I wouldn't put that in into this question. Okay, so you're talking about like licensed. Yeah, like things there, that you, you could have buy for it. Yeah. Even if it's a limited run or something like like X Wing Luke, I would consider yes. But that DL forty four that Kegel drew, which is I mean gorgeous, like, but that's like a one off and you know, it's priceless. There's no price you can't put a price on that. The, the 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 sentimental value is way more than what the paper and, sure, and sure, graphite is exactly. worth. Um Okay, so this is this one is okay. This one is partially because it's worth a bloody fortune, but also because it's it's Star Wars and it's a new thing that I just I talked about off the top of the show. I would love the thirty-five cent variant to Star Wars number one from from seventy seven. Ooh. That is, oh man, that's not just a grail piece for Star Wars. That is a grail piece in comics. That book sells for like 15,000 bucks or more. It's stupid expensive. Um, yeah, what else would I choose? Like, I'm, I'm going to rule out things like movie props. Yeah, I was thinking, I was going down that road. It's like the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah, no, no, I, it, it needs to be something you could pick up off the off the pegs or off the shelf. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. Um, wow. Yeah, because Luke's lightsaber with the New York 19, whatever, 1980 written on the bottom there. <laughs> So there's a, a trio of sports cards that I've always been after. Ooh. <laughs> One of them is, is when I was a kid, I tried like hell to get it. And the packs that I opened over and over just wouldn't give it up to me. And so all through my teenage years, it was a hot card. And it was more than I could afford, more than I could do. Now I think it's dropped off to a, a point where I could just pick it up for a song. But a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card uh, from Upper Deck. Mm. That car, I bet you I can get it for less than 30 bucks now. Whereas when I was a teenager, it was three times that. I yeah. Like, oh, sure. I can't afford that, man. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's that's where the sport card market from that era has gone. Like you can get cards super cheap now. By the way, I looked up the, the values on some of my hockey cards from that era, the early 90s. It's depressing. Oh, it's yeah, going yeah. to shoot back up though. No, they won't. Never. Never. Not 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 to the prices they were. No, they were overinflated to begin with, and yeah. and last year I just I got rid. I just let all of them go, all of them, all my cards. Eric Lindros rookie card score with all the hockey jerseys behind them. Him wearing a suit. Oh man, that that was such a chase card back then. Yeah, I had the whole yeah. set. I had the whole set. I let it go. It's it's gone. It's I, worthless I, now. Yeah, it's not worth anything. You know what's the, actually. The, the bilingual upper deck uh, Eric Lindros in the Team Canada jersey. Yeah. Remember that one? Yep. Yeah, I had that one too. I had the uh, the English version and the bilingual version. I have um, I have Czech ver- upper deck versions, Czech uh, Czechoslovakian versions of I think Scott Niedermeyer rookie card ooh. from that like World Junior tournament thing. Oh my god! Back way back when that was holy cow a Czech version worthless. Yeah. Now that's worthless. that's the that's the proof. In the pudding that sometimes hanging on to something too long. That's right. They will never go not, back up. Like the best they will time never to go sell, back up. The best time to have sold those cards was the minute you opened them up out of the pack. 
Yeah, <clears throat> or like like what I did with the Razor Crest and with the child and the Lego. Like, not necessarily. You sold them brand new. You keep them in a wax on them. box. Yeah, wax but... boxes can be sold for quite a pretty penny now. Not from that era. There's nothing in but there. Anyway, you know what I bought? Like two, two, three years ago now. I don't know why I had just the urge to buy them, but I bought the complete set of like 164 or 162 cards of the 1990 Marvel trading cards. And I think it was like 50 bucks for the set. And I was like, you know what? I want it. And I went to go check it out the other day because I saw, dude, some of the cards in that set are selling for like ridiculous prices mm -hmm. now. Yeah. It's crazy. I like have, I was I looking, I was like, handful. are you kidding me? I have a small that's, handful that, of those cards. That, that Stan Lee card alone is like, Anywhere, I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get into it, but it was. I was like, "What? This is crazy." Okay, so Corey, what about you? What are your your? I don't know. I said the the X Men. Uh, X Men size, one. The giant size annual one would be pretty sweet. Okay. What amazing about fantasy fifteen is another one. And what about something you have? Like, <clears throat> you, do you have anything that you would consider a Grail piece that you would never get rid of? All of it, man. Yeah, but that see, there's the question. Okay. Uh, my, my vintage Falcon too. The, like, I, I, the one I picked up two two years ago now, it's near complete. Like I, I don't think I'd get rid of that. That to me is still the coolest playset ever made. I I'll never get get rid of my Rancor. I still remember buying that at like five six years old. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, because I'm I'm like in comic book mode right now, I would probably think of like the three comic books that I just would love to get my hands on. Like Giant Size X-Men number one would be one of them for sure. Uh, the Star Wars 35 cent variant. And I'm sure there's another X-Men comic that I would just die to have. All right, so we all uh, we all dropped our, our three Holy Grail pieces that are in our possession or not. So the would you rather is would you rather keep your holy grail, your top three figures or comics out of the box or keep all the rest of the collection that you have without those pieces, but keep them in box and in pristine condition? Hmm. So I gotta when it comes to comics, yeah, you got to keep them packaged. Okay, but the, I mean the co the comics you can. What, what I mean by out of the box is like you're not gonna resell those. You're not gonna sell, you're not gonna get top dollar for them because they're they're not in box. Like y y your comic could be in a in a in a bag and board. <laughs> bag and board or in a, even in an epoxy on the wall but it's not like a 9.8 right so it's just it's a piece that you love so for me i would have to unbox my x-wing luke unbox my carbonized mando and unbox uh i got i have a, a vintage lando that my wife gave to me years ago so those let's say those are my three favorite pieces yeah unbox those three and leave everything else in box or the inverse? No, you have to keep just those three and get rid of everything else. Oh. Or you keep all the rest, but they're in box in pristine condition. You can end up selling them down the road. 
and the, the lesson here is you might not want to keep them too long because <laughs> the value might just drop out from under them. Yeah, ooh, that's a tough one because there's a there's a lot to be said. I mean, my Star Wars room is is taking shape. If I blew out my whole collection, and it just had those three pieces left, it's not much. <laughs> it's not much there. No, but you have room. I got I got room to to you know to buy back. I guess and fill it up again. Hmm. So I'll, I'll answer. I I will answer. It, but it's it's tougher for me because with Lego, the 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 pieces are. I mean the the sets are built, so they're not in box necessarily. But if somebody told me that I can have, let's say that the 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 the, the Darth Vader tie, brand new in box, that I can actually build from scratch. Um but I had to get rid of all my other pieces, but I get to keep like the R2, the, the TIE fighter and Darth Vader's TIE. I would uh, probably have to say yes to that. Just because I get back so much more space. And I would sell the other sets. Mm. I'd get back my money for sure from the sets that I, that I already have that are built. I get back that money. It probably even make some on some of those sets. I wonder if my mind would change once I have my razor crest. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> that becomes a grail piece and that becomes a prominent enough piece that you could. Yeah. If I had nothing left in the room, that is such an attention grabber and such a centerpiece that it it's fine. When are we talking? This is a fall, a fall release for that thing. Yes, late August, September. Nice. Too too long is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Although it does, it gives me time to figure out where I'm going to put it because I still don't really know. <laughs> so for Corey, well, what's what? What does Corey say about this? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, make an effort. <laughs> uh, I'm listening to you guys speak, and I'm like. No one's really given a firm answer. I just said I would get rid of everything and keep those three pieces. Yeah, to be honest, I would probably do the same. Like if it was those pieces in particular, I would probably do the same. Because everything, you, all the other stuff you have is all in box, right? In box, in bins, like pristine condition. For the most part, I mean, some of it's not in pristine yeah, but, condition, you know. But no, but you you could sellable. easily fund another Grail piece with all that stuff if you had to get rid of it. Probably, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I would have to get rid of my X-wing Luke and my carbonized Mando just, just so I can keep the stuff because I have more than enough to sell and buy those things back. Ooh, so that's a little loophole there, huh? <laughs> a little Kylie loophole. I mean, am I not allowed to buy them back? I that wasn't part of the question, so uh, you could do whatever you want. I could, yeah. I, if, if I had to get rid of my top three pieces and keep all all the rest pristine, I would do that, and then I would, uh, yeah, I would, I would find things to get rid of, which I could easily do. I've got this box right here that's I'm sure within a week will be gone. 
And right there, that would get me back two of the three pieces of my grail. Of my grail pieces. Yeah, that's what I would do. Cool. That's a tough so one. So Corey, though. too. Corey would, Corey would keep the grail pieces. I would think so at that point. Like, Amazing Fantasy 15. Come on. I like that, man. I like that. I like that. I thought, I thought you were going to be like, well, I already collected those and they're already pristine. They're already in box. Yeah, let's, I can let's never, if I had that in my possession, I can never well, give it away. Yeah, let's, you have to pry it out of my dead cold. Uh, let's cold dead narrow hand. Corey down here. Let's forget. Because if I had Amazing Fantasy 15, I would say bulldoze my house. That's the one thing I'm taking out of it. <laughs> nice. You know, um, narrow it down to what you own. The top three figures that you own mm. and say i'll keep these three and blow out the rest Eesh. that includes comics yeah your top three that's ah, too much too much I, I couldn't I, Play it's the not, game. right off the top of my head i mean i really love my rex figure i got that that exclusive rex you know and the that nice weird box for the black series yeah, yeah that's that is a modern grail piece yeah i was pretty lucky there um christ my mando too is pretty important to me just because again i went hunting like craziest hunt ever to, to lock that thing down so and uh i know there's there's a gem out there somewhere in the collection let me ask Corey this. Would you would you get so your collection of amazing Spider-Mans that you have, like from issues one hundred of something all the way up to three fifty or so, would you get rid of all those so you could keep the rest of your comics? Or get rid of the rest of your comics so you could keep the amazing Spider-Mans? Oh, I'd probably get rid of the amazing Spider-Mans. What? Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of other collectible comics. Like, Ooh, that's wow. the, the early 300. There's a lot of good collectible comics in that run, too, there. But, like, I mean, I can always go back and hunt them down again, you know? I can always just take them off one by one. Yeah. And... What you, oh, man. Like, Amazing Spider Man from those eras, those are blue chip stocks, man. <laughs> yeah, they're getting up there. It's, it's, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Amazing Spider Man anywhere. Boy, if there's if you were a, a speculator and you were just gonna buy one comp one title on autopilot forever, it would be Amazing Spider-Man. Me, yeah. No, anybody. If anybody was just like, "Okay, tell me one title to buy," because I just want to make money off it in the future, it's Amazing Spider-Man. And you'd like, I don't even care to read it. I just want to have it because someday I'm gonna sell them. That's the title you pit you pull. Easily, easily. So for me, if it's the stuff that I own, like if I had to keep three and get rid of everything else, that's that's tough, man. I, for sure, the R two, I would keep the R two. I still haven't built it yet. Like, there's a part of me that's like, I almost want to keep it in the box. Um, but I will end up building it. But so for sure, that one. For sure, the UCS TIE Fighter. Although I still don't like the fact that I got it used. I, there's a part of me that still wants to go back and get it new. 
Um, and then after that, oh man, so tough. It's really hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, probably. Oh yeah, it would have to be. I'm gonna surprise everyone here and say it has to be the uh, the Thai, the Thai bomber, the black and blue Thai bomber. Ooh, cool. Yeah, from 2004. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, man, I was lucky to get it. Uh, obviously it's used and it's um, you know. Not in the best condition. I had to take it apart and wash all the pieces and stuff and put it back together. Um, and I don't know. I don't even, I'll be honest with you. Do not even remember how much I paid for it. In a year. Like, I, I, I don't remember. Still, still important to you, though, regardless. Oh no, definitely. It definitely is. I'm looking here to see. Yeah, it's set four four seven nine. Yeah. Oh man, that's so hard. Right. But I, I would I would have to say that one. Brick link four four seven nine. Let's see what it's going for right now. Wow. Okay, well, it is what two thousand three actually came out in two thousand three, and if I wanted to get it new, new sealed, search. We're talking, yeah, it's about two hundred bucks. That's not too far to range. No, it's not bad. I mean, it's two hundred twenty-five pieces. Mint in sealed box. What mint in sealed box, or is the sealed box mint? Like, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because I don't trust you. Like, yeah, the bags might be sealed inside, but contact the box vendor for more photos. Yeah, exactly. Here it says box condition very good. A little wear. See right there, a little wear, and he's selling it for three hundred and forty bucks. So yeah, uh, yeah. For, I think I, that's the one I would keep. I definitely did not pay that. Even used, I think used or they're selling for like 75. I did not pay that. Yeah, you did all right then? Yeah, I did pretty good. I did pretty good. I think I got it for 40, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, regardless, it's not in the best condition, but um, it looks great next to my other two TIE, bomb, tie fighters, uh, the, the blue ones. Plus Vader's tie. I also have Vader's tie in the blue. That's pretty. So weird. any any of those original ones, you know, they're 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 pretty cool, but uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be making new ones. That's the cool thing about Lego. It's not like comics. Like once they're done with the run, you're done. But yeah, it's exactly. It's over. Yeah. All right, guys. I think it's time to put a pin in this one for the for this week, and come yep. back again next week with uh, with more Bad Batch. And, and whatever other nonsense we come up with. Oh, I have something fun for next week. Ooh. That's, that's a, you know, you're, that's a, a promise a week out in advance. People are going to 
be expecting big things. Lies. Uh, don't Deception. Don't expect, <laughs> by don't the expect way, anything big. It's still fun, though. By the way. Uh-oh. Where was Saw Gerrera? Like, it, it, it leaves a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth that his guys are getting wiped out and he's not there. <laughs> he's like, peace, guys. guys I'll him. see you at the rendezvous. <laughs> yeah. Is he over to Applebee's? I, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Getting a blooming onion over at uh, Chipotle's. I don't know where he's at, but he wasn't there. And there might be a totally legit reason for it. He might have already been off world, as I think was already sort of relayed. But I was like, dude, you got to be there for your people. There's like 10 of you. Stick together. What is uh, what does Yoda make in his hut for Luke to eat? Tree root soup. What was it? Root leaf. Root leaf soup. Yeah, root leaf. Root leaf. Good. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's what he's eating. He's eating uh, root leaf and womp rat soup at Applebee's. Yeah, no, no, that, that's stuck in my craw a little bit. Saw. Get it together, man. Anyway, uh, folks, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to catch up with any of us, uh, the Tumbling Saber Facebook group is where you can do that. We invite you to join, be a part of that and also be a part of the podcast. You can send your emails to tumblingsaber at gmail.com and we will feature it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Um, okay, guys. So until we come back next week with more on the Bad Batch and some more fun, Carlos, where can we find you on social media? On social media, you can find me at Candido Music on Twitter and Instagram or at the Funny Carlos also on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Facebook at Carlos Candido and... Uh, you can check out my Patreon, Cardos Creates, patreon.com slash Cardos Creates. Uh, three tiers, three, five, ten bucks. Uh, because I'm releasing a new album, uh, you can uh, hit me up there and uh, and check out those tiers. And eventually we're going to be dropping an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter or another one for, uh, for, for the new album. Uh, just uh, stay tuned to that. Check out cardoscandido.com. Um, uh, obviously don't go right now because it's it's, <laughs> it's under construction but uh yeah i'm revamping my whole website and uh you know trying to make it a little bit more cardos in 2021 pyramid scheme <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot oh man i'm tired of you go check him out chop rolls with a z yeah, where, he, where he where he will be sure not to answer you yeah hit me up in my dms i answer you still haven't answered into that uh, thread with, with Grabs and I. Yes, I have. Have you? Oh, I have. Did you finally decide to come down from the mountain and grace us? Yeah, I told you what's going on with my garden. Let me see this. What the plan is. <laughs> oh, you did. Look at that. Look at that. How many typos? I'm going to check course DM here for typos. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Have yourselves a great week. And until we talk again, may the force be with you. Sitting here for hours, looking at that child. Pages getting wider like a mirror to myself. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see.
Top 